Hello, everybody. My name is Amelia Esparza, and here today I have all my friends, and we are the Literary Thugs. I have Zach with me. Hello. Carissa. Hello. And Alfredo. What up? Today we're going to be talking about the book The Hate You Give uh, by Angie Thomas. Uh, so, what are your guys' first impressions about the book? It's really good. It's really good? I like it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, everybody, we are uh, five chapters into this book. So and that's how many pages? It's ninety-two pages. All right. So. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting for how morbid it is and how relatable it can be. So right. I got into it. Zach, first impression. Yeah, I agree with Alfredo because like this book really goes deep into real life situations that occur very often in the real world. In the real world. Right. I agree with everybody. So for people who have not read this book, The Hate You Give is about this girl named Star. She witnesses her two best friends die in front of her in different ways and in different time periods. And it's just about the psychological effects and the daily effects that it has on her life uh, and her family and the sort of strain that it has. Along with the Black Lives Matter movement, because this... Um they both happen friends with the police officer. Right? Yes. So she, or no, one is a gang related. And yeah. The other so, case. but the recent one, she with the police officer with her best friend, uh, she doesn't trust police officers after that. She's scared around them. So it kind of deals with the black lives matter movement. Awesome. She is what grade is she? Sixteen. Yeah, she's so a sophomore. Sixteen. So it's safe to assume she would be a sophomore. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. she's yeah. sophomore. She, oh, talk about how she goes. Uh, well, she. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> so basically, Star also goes to a private school. So she lives in, you know, I don't want to say the ghetto, but she lives in kind of, you know, an area. And he, she goes to a very, very good private school with a bunch of white kids who are privileged. So she kind of is two different characters in that sense. She is different in both worlds. Yeah, she has to be very careful about yeah. how she presents herself in front of all of her white friends versus all of her black friends. Yeah. By the way, I know we're kind of like already too into the intro, but just real quick, this was the number one New York bestseller at like present time. And um, the author of this book is Angie Thomas. So I said that. Oh, I said Angie yeah, Thomas. I said this book is called The Hate like, Give by Angie Thomas. <laughs> That's anyway, by the way, John Green said that this book was stunning. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's move on to uh, any questions we had about this book or just um, anything that we really wanted to be. Initially, when I went into the book, I wanted to, because you read the little like, excerpt that it has right here, and it says, like, oh, that she lives in two different worlds with um, one being her school life and the one being in, like, her home life. And I thought, okay, does she change or does she stay the same? Because I would I th honestly would have loved her if she stayed the same person. However, she doesn't. She changes. So... Yeah. We have our background music. Yep. Have our background music. <laughs> Sorry, some people just get by. Alright, um, I do want to talk about, um, let's see, what's earlier, how her half-sister, Kenya, uh, always calls uh, their shared older brother, Seven, her brother, yeah. rather than our brother. That bugs me. Mm -hmm. It really does bug me. Zach, how do you feel about that? Like, they, she thinks that they, all, they are related in some way, but... She takes it a step too far, considering that um, Star's brother is her brother, because that's, that's not how things work, but she just completely ignores ignores it and just goes with the fact that that's her blood relative, so, so yeah, it um, bothers me as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't think her half-sister's considerate of the fact that, like, I think it bugs her, or anything oh. that she has to share her older brother, but... You can't be doing that! 
at the same time, yeah, you can't be doing that. Um, but at the same time, she has to grow up and understand that that's her brother too, and she shouldn't be like claiming him as her own or something like that. Right. Uh, anything else that really stuck out to anybody, Alfredo? Um, I think it was really hard hitting about like racism, obviously, or like the problems that they had. It was kind of, I thought it was kind of weird that how like much her parents would like be outright like mad, just um, pretty much like trying to say that, hey, you gotta be careful what you say because they're gonna try to use it against you instead of like be honest and just clear your mind and tell what happened. So you could see how like these two worlds are kind of like in conflict already. So it's kind of interesting to see like one side of it and then seeing how she's affected by her own parents and their own stigma. So yeah. Yeah, her parents, I would assume that they would be more part of this kind of movement, I guess, because their daughter has gone through this twice, but they're not, they're more of like kind of more of the legal side. Mm -hmm. Let's play it safe. But I'm, my prediction is more of like, I think later on into the book, there's going to be something like it's, you know, going to make news headlines and it's going to be a really big deal. And that's when they're going to be like, oh, I mean, I guess we have to do this, like more of, like take out the legal side of it or like even stand more on the legal side of it and, you know, kind of fight for what's right. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say, Zach? No. Yeah, okay. Um, what kind of bugs me is, and we were actually talking about this before we started the podcast, but uh, about her boyfriend, Chris, who is a white male. Um, about how she's upset with him at the beginning of the story because, uh, you know, they were, they're teenagers, so, you know, they're making out and they're getting a little further along with it. And at some point he pulled out a condom because he thought, oh, maybe she might want to. And he checked with her to see if she was, and she just completely freaked out on him and was like, no, how dare you? You know, you know how I feel about having sex before, you know, I'm 18. You know, I don't want to end up like one of my family members. And I don't know why that bugs me about In her about star because i mean i get that she doesn't but the way that she describes how it was going down in the book it seemed like she was almost like she kind of wanted it to happen but then the second he pulls it out she had a massive like blow up about it i mean i get i get that she you know that she's told him before that yeah. I don't want to before you know marriage or even before you know while i'm still in school or anything like that but I don't think she should have freaked out as much over it because he thought in the moment, because, you know, guys are guys. They're going to yeah. think with their, you know, male genitalia more <laughs> than with their head. Yes. So, you know, she. I feel like she shouldn't have freaked out so much over it. Yes, tell him no and be a little upset with him, but not as much as she is. Yeah, because isn't she mad at him? Like, really mad, mad at him. And yeah. at school and he's, you know, trying to apologize. But she is still, like, standing by, like, you shouldn't have done that when I think it was right of him to, like, you know, say, like, hey, are you okay with it? And she could have said no, whatever, but she instead had the breakdown. I don't think it was cool to have the breakdown. I understand why she's mad, but at the same time, I think it was a little too excessive, and I think that's just more of her personality than anything. It was kind of weird also that, like, later on in that conversation, for some reason, she got, like, flashbacks back to, like, the killing of her friend, and she just had that flashback because... Like, she thought of her own boyfriend as being white, so I thought that was pretty unfair, but I don't know, it was kind of weird. Zach, what do you think of that uh, of that scene when, like, she freaks out on her boyfriend over the fact that he's white and so was the cop that shot her best friend? Because 
because because white people obviously have been given a bad reputation that um, or specifically to cops because because cops because white cops and black people obviously have been going at it for for a very very long time and because since Chris is since Chris is white she she's she's she will immediately have that um, yeah connection to to the cop being white because the cop killed her best friend that she's been around with ever since they were just kids and stuff and that's sort of stuff that can get triggered um, very tragic moments that have happened that made me kind of sad because like it's her boyfriend and she does say that like she cares about him and like she loves him whatever yeah. and she's most comfortable around him but now that she has this relation between a white cop and him being white that kind of like destroys something in the relationship which i think sucks and it's sad to say but i don't know do you have anything to say about it what do you guys feel about how she won't reveal everything to her boyfriend so she hasn't told her boyfriend about her first best friend getting shot and you know now she you know for sure probably doesn't want to tell him about uh khalil which was the best friend that got shot by the cop um so how do you guys feel about the fact that she doesn't want to tell him about it even though she feels that she doesn't need to be another person you know she doesn't need to be white kenya uh sorry star in front of him she can just be star in front of him that's a good question. Um, I thought I thought it was pretty obvious that like just even though like it race didn't have a factor, she's already mad at him for like something that happened beforehand. So she wouldn't really bring it up to like later when they actually like come to terms. Right, but what about even before to the uh, first best friend that got uh, killed? That was at a much younger age. Yeah, I feel like that maybe. I'm guessing they're going in the same school together, so obviously she had that impression. And since they're going out, she's been having that like sort of character. So she's not gonna really introduce it till like later on, or maybe even like she's gonna put it off to way later because of that that she's afraid of losing him. My thing is, I think that she doesn't want him to view her differently. That she's been going through this loss and stuff like that. Like I personally, I would have probably told him if I was in her shoes. But that's just her thinking, okay, I already have this kind of, like, perspective. He has a perspective on me, and he knows that I, like, like I live here, but he doesn't know what I've actually, like, actually been through. Like, I've seen two of my best friends been killed. Um, I think it's kind of, like, kind of back at her later on in the book. Like, she real like, she really, I should have talked to him about it. But as of right now, she's not gonna, and I think that's just her being safe, I guess. So, Zach. Zach, what do you feel about that? It's so weird though. No? I think it was so weird though because she explained how like her boyfriend gets it because they were talking yeah. about how like other people would stare at them and like judge them, but he didn't really care that much. So it's kind of weird the choice that she did to hold that information from him, even though she might understand that he would get it. Uh, I think uh, we have time for one more question, don't we? Uh, yes, we have time for one more. 
so my last question will be at the end of chapter five, uh, we meet uh, Khalil's mother, who is a drug addict. And, you know, she's very much out of his life when he was alive. Um, so how do you guys feel about her coming back after the death of her son and just weeping and crying and just being completely inconsolable over uh, what I feel is a child that she barely even knew? Um, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was really, yeah, it really sucks. I get why she will be super mad at him. I heard, I mean, (laughs) but at the same time, um, her mom brought up a good point that no matter who she is, no matter what she done, it's always going to be her son. So she's got to look at it like in a mom's perspective, which really changed um, Star's perspective, which was really nice in the end. And also, he kind of went over about how much trouble he had to go through for his own mother in the first place to just help her out and how much trouble he's gotten into. So it really puts in perspective what he thinks already of her own mom. Yeah, and also, like, I think, I don't it sounds really mean, but, like, that she deserves this because she wasn't there for him. And Kelly, whatever, I can't say his name correctly, but he went through so much because of her. Now that she's gone, she's going to feel the pain. Like, it's going to hurt her so much. Almost a similar pain. That he had to face. So I'm glad that, you know, she's finally eye-opening kind of thing going on. It sucks, and I feel sorry, you know, condolences, but what do you expect? Like, come on, like, you were never there. So, Zach, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, something like that, it it really, it, it kind of really bothered me because he, her, her son's dead, and... Throughout throughout his entire life, she she mostly has not been there for him, and now that he's dead and she's like all over the place weeping for him, like to, to me, like you can't you can't mourn for someone that you you almost barely didn't even know most of the time because because you because she did not most did not probably even raise him at all, and now she's. Now she's worried. Now she's yeah, she's worried that she's dead. Yeah, yeah she's oh well, he's dead now, and she's and she's she Upset just wants she wants her yeah. son back, and that she just that goes to show that she ruined her chance to have a son, and that she she just doesn't realize that. I thought of a question. So like, if if he did, yeah, I know he got shot yeah. by this police officer, but he survived. Do you guys think she would come back into his life and, like, you know, stop this drug addiction and all this stuff? Because she kind of faced, like, that second of, like, oh, he could have died. I mean, yeah, he did die, but if that was an option or, like, that happened, what do you guys think? I feel like, um, because I personally, even, like, just regarding the fact that he's dead, uh, I don't feel like she's going to get clean. She's either going to overdose or try for a week, but she's going to keep on the drugs so i feel like if he were to live i feel like she would show up at whatever hospital he's in and you know she'd feel very very sorry about the situation and be like oh you know don't don't worry i'm gonna get clean you know i gotta be you know don't worry you know i'm gonna take care of you and all that stuff but i feel like she'd just get back on drugs and just maybe leave after you know a month of him getting better or something so i kind of picked up on this um how her mom immediately ran to um, Star's mom. Like, she came by, like, weeping, asking for help. So I thought that, like, maybe she's not really... Maybe she won't change immediately, or maybe she'll change later. 
but I kind of predict that she won't change at all. Like maybe she will actually change for the worst just because her son is dead and now she has like no remorse or chain to hold her down to um, stop her from worse stuff. So I don't know. I think that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Zach, do you have any thoughts about the situation? Well. <laughs> We're talking about uh, whether or not Khalil's mom would uh, feel the same way if he were to live the shooting, like survive the shooting. Well, I believe that if if he would if he would have been still alive, that she would she would she would still be in the same position she was before, mm-hmm. or if. Like if if you like if if he was in that situation but survived, she would still be like the like the same mom that he didn't grow up with, mm-hmm. and she would continue being a drug addict, and he would be the one trying to support him or her. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Great conversation, guys. So uh, I think we're gonna wrap this up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I am very sorry about the uh, sound that was going on in the background, and now we're impromptu music uh, in the back as well. We did not expect this many people to be in this area right now. So again, my name is Amelia Sparza. I'm here with Zach Friero, Carissa Taran, and we are the Literary Thugs. Thank you for listening. Thank you.